Hello, hello. Welcome back. It's time for Leading Women in Tech. I am your host, Tony Collis. I hope you're having a spectacular December. You're gearing up for a lovely bit of downtime over the holidays. But before we do, I want to talk about Sunday scaries. You know the feeling as the weekend winds down, a sense of unease creeps in, casting that horrible shadow over those last precious hours of relaxation. Worse than that is the end of holiday blues, a subset of Sunday Scary. So I thought as we approach Christmas and the Christmas vacation, which I know many of us have coming up, but we also dread the return to work in January. So we're doing great. The end of the holidays approaches and we start dreading the return to work. So I thought it'd be a good time to explore Sunday Scary, which is a name for that holiday blues, Sunday blues, negativity that comes up. And why they pose a real challenge to our well-being, but most important of all, how to conquer it. So let's dive on in. Welcome to the Leading Women in Tech podcast, the show that celebrates women in technology leadership. I'm your host, Tony Collis, and this podcast is the result of my passion for building better tech by diversifying the leadership of the technology sector. Join me on this journey as I discuss all things leadership, what it takes to be innovative, breaking through the glass ceiling, be a great leader, and how to navigate the unique experiences we face as women in tech. So sit back, grab your headphones, and get ready to be inspired to become a better leader. Do you ever find yourself dreading Sundays? It's that all too familiar feeling of an inexplicable dread that seems to hang over your head. It can feel like a pit in your stomach or a heart flutter. Sometimes it can feel so bad that you just want to stay in bed all day. I have done that when I was younger, I will admit. <laughs> this phenomenon known as Sunday scaries, also called Sunday blues, is actually really, really common. Numerous studies have shown that over half of the working population experiences on a regular basis. That just breaks my heart, that stat. It's the anxiety of that upcoming work week, a sense of impending doom that overshadows those most precious hours of our weekend, the time when we should be relaxing, doing the mindset work, getting our brain and our body into a sense of readiness for the week ahead. But instead, we have this doomed feeling that can range from mild inconvenience to crippling anxiety as Sundays become a day when we aren't relaxing, rejuvenating. And just to be clear, it isn't limited to Sundays, although this episode is titled Sunday Scaries. It occurs whenever you come to the end of a period of time away from the office, whether that is a two-day break away from shifts or a holiday. Most of us actually get it at the end of a holiday as well. And I think I've seen something myself and many of the people I work with and family, it's more profound at the end of a holiday because you have more time off. Just for most of us working Monday to Friday, it manifests on a Sunday, but it really does happen anytime. Early on in my career, I actually learned to hate Sundays. I'd tell myself that Sundays were set up for relaxation. I'd get all the housework, chores, shopping, general rushing around done on a Saturday. With the anticipation, I'd have my feet up with a good book all Sunday. A good book is my idea of heaven. It is how I relax. It is what I do to fill myself up. And so I would set myself up for this. And yet every weekend, Sunday would feel awful. <laughs> I've moved my cleaning and chores to Sunday, but that meant I felt that Saturday wasn't really a day to relax because I knew I had all those things that I had to finish off. I couldn't fully relax on the Saturday. However, being busy on a Sunday did help me 
at least until I sat down and allowed my brain to think through what was coming. And then the swirl would begin. You might experience symptoms like being afraid to look at work-related things. And certainly is how it manifested for me. Or the alternative, and I've oscillated between the two in my career, feeling compelled to look at work things, doing email triage before Monday morning arrives. Uh, Particularly, I've seen people do this. They've come home from a vacation on a Sunday afternoon and they dive straight into their email, their Slack messages. So they're ahead of the game on Monday morning because the idea of having to meet that on Monday is terrifying to them. It's likely you may find yourself lying awake at night if you have this issue work-related thoughts swirling in your mind and not because you're excited about the week ahead. So there is a different issue that some of us have. And I'm in this boat these days where at times I will sit there with all the excitement and it stops me sleeping, but it's an excitement rather than a negative feeling of dread of I've got to do all this work and what's going to land in my inbox, what's already there, what if I missed those meetings I'm dreading, all that kind of stuff. So there is a difference. There is work-related excitement instead of dread. So look out for the two different things. But if you're getting those negativity swirls, it's a clear sign that your work is encroaching on your ability to recover and, and take care of yourself. So what's causing this? Well, you may think this is usual, inevitable even, but let's dig into what's going on because I promise you this doesn't have to be your normal. In fact, one of the things I'm passionate about is helping us as women let go of Sunday scaries. I don't know if we have it more than men, but I definitely feel like it's been incredibly damaging my career and and the women I work with too. So I want you to have a little bit of a toolkit to let go of this. You may well think that it's because someone hates their job. We have this dread because we don't love it. But the fact is, it's actually much more common than people loathing their jobs. And the reasons are very widespread. Common causes are a general anxiety of the week ahead. You can love your job, but have anxiety, right? A fear of your ever-growing to-do list, pressure from your boss to do well, even though you love what you do. Not using your weekends to relax and recharge actually becomes self-reinforcing. If you're spending all weekend doing, 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 you dread Monday because you don't feel calm and relaxed. So you use that time for chores and errands rather than rejuvenating your soul and then you feel more pressured to do more during the week. And it, it kind of backfires on you. It becomes a negative cycle if you're not spending time rejuvenating yourself. Now, depending on your personality type, there are different ways of relaxing and recharging. Some people, relaxing and recharging is going out for a long walk. Other people, it would be like running a marathon. And then others like me, it's definitely curling up with a good book and, and really putting my feet up. What makes you relax is different. But the project planning, getting the kids from A to B, uh, doing housework, doing DIY, anything that's like cognitively stimulating is unlikely to be relaxing and recharging you. So have a look. Are you actually finding space in your weekend to relax and recharge? Because if you're not, believe it or not, it can cause additional issues with your like Monday morning dread. Lack of good quality sleep is another contributor. Having anxiety about the week ahead causes you to lose sleep which only perpetuates your anxiety because you know you're not on your game and you end up in this cycle of sleeplessness and stress. I've definitely had that one. Another cause could also be changes to routines and practices at work. Being required to change your work routine or habits can cause a lot of stress, especially over the past year and a bit coming out of the COVID pandemic when a lot of workers who were working remotely have been asked to return to the office. Studies have shown that as employees were asked to return to the office, 
Google searches for keywords like Sunday Scaries, Office Anxiety, and Monday Blues skyrocketed by 30 to 100% in 2022. That's startling and interesting when you're asking yourself, why are we making the team return to the office? I think it should maybe be something we allow, but not require. So why is the Sunday Scary such a problem? Well, it's more than just a minor case of the Sunday Blues. When you have it persistently every week, it's a persistent level of stress. Um, Persistent stress ultimately causes burnout. It sabotages your ability to fully recharge. It can cause depression. It leaves you ill-prepared to face the challenges of the coming week, which means you enter a vicious cycle that you are wearing down physically and emotionally, which means you're less capable of doing your work, which means you get more stressed out, have more Sunday blues. It's this self-reinforcing vicious cycle, wearing you down physically and emotionally, affecting not only your work performance, but also your overall well-being. And if your team is experiencing Sunday scaries, because we do like to talk about our teams around here as well, they won't necessarily tell you what's going on. Most of us don't talk about this. But you'll just start to see lower productivity, stressed, tired employees are unable to do their best work. You may well see a lack of engagement on Mondays or not being prepared for meetings or lots of emails on Sunday night or first thing Monday morning when they should maybe be doing something else. You're going to have higher absenteeism, increased staff turnover. So if you don't work on this, don't keep this mental health Sunday scary stuff in check, then you're not actually doing what you need as a leader to support your team, to allow them to be as productive as you need them to be. But here's the really good news. It's not inescapable. Even if you battled it for years, I had it for, gosh, so long, so, so, so long. (laughs) Um, I used to believe that every Sunday was destined to be stressful, even when I had a day off for relaxation and fun. Things changed when I switched roles. The Sunday scaries vanished. They only made a comeback when I found myself in a job filled with ambiguity, constantly shifting goals. I didn't have such a problem with the ambiguity, but the constantly shifting goals coupled with the ambiguity really brought that home. I have no idea what I was going to turn up to on a Monday morning. I had no idea who the boss was going to be behaving as on a Monday morning. And the Sunday scaries became a symptom of an unhealthy workplace, not an inherent part of me. The fact that it went away briefly when I had a better work life, told me that it wasn't inevitable. And I promise you, it's not inevitable for you too. So what can you do about your Sunday scaries? Start off by asking yourself if it's you or the company culture that's fostering your anxiety. Have a look at your behaviors and perceptions. Are you being too hard on yourself? We all have that inward look. I was just speaking to a client this morning and a decision has been made at work that at face value, looks like it's all about my client. And I said, wait, hold on. That sounds to me like your boss has been held over the course for giving you something they shouldn't have done. Maybe you're just jumping to the conclusion that it was all about you. It's just like, oh, I hadn't even thought of that. So have a look at, are you being hard on yourself? Are you taking more on, more criticism on than is valid? Is there another way to look at what you've been told and view it from a different perspective? This is where coaching really comes in because a large part of what we do in coaching is understand the myriad different perspectives rather than the one that jumps into our brain and tells us we're terrible or an awful human being, we're not doing good enough, our boss doesn't like us, we're letting everybody down, whatever the narrative is, there's always another viewpoint, always. It's a question of figuring out what those other viewpoints are and then weighing them up. 
Then have a look at, do you need to reevaluate your work-life balance? Are you working all the hours? Are you crazy on all the time because your to-do list is so long, you don't know how to control it? Let me let you into a secret here, my love. Your to-do list is always going to be too long. It's never going to get shorter. Every time you check something off, however fast you do it, more stuff is going to land. That is the nature of what we do. You need to engage in boundaries. You need to have self-care that allows you to decompress, to step away and be okay with having unfinished to-do lists. If all else fails, consider moving companies. If the pressure is coming from within the organization, there's toxicity, lack of support, a bad culture, don't prop the company up by staying. Now, I know there's lots of reasons to stay. Don't make the mistake I hear so many women make, which is I'm staying for my team. If I don't stay, my team's going to suffer. When you have that attitude, you are propping up a company that needs to modernize and update to the 21st century. If you are the one saying, I'll stay to protect my team, you're doing your team a disservice because your team should probably move on. And while you protect them, yes, they've all got livelihoods and it's very complicated But actually, you're allowing that company to continue. You are propping them up by having the one team in the company that's healthy because you're protecting them. When actually they need to realize that that mode of operation is toxic and wrong. And if they don't change, they will fail. So don't stay because of your team. That is not a good reason to stay, my love. So, so many women I work with say, I can't leave because of my team. And really, we're doing a disservice to the whole of tech by doing that. We are perpetuating, we're enabling toxicity accidentally by doing that. So there are good reasons to stay. I think sometimes it's very scary to job hunt, especially in the current market. But I will just say, I've seen an uptick in the last couple of weeks, maybe last month or so, with the job market. I think a lot of people are trying to wrap up before the year end and a load others are thinking, What are we going to do in Q1? So if you're thinking about moving jobs and you put it off because it's been a tough year, it has been a tough year. I have had clients land jobs all year round, though. It's not being impossible, not even close. (laughs) And in addition, I would say that Q1 is looking like, from what I'm hearing from recruiters as well, it's looking like Q1 is going to be a lot better. So get your paperwork in order, right? But back to the main topic. If you think the culture of your company is calling your Sunday scaries, that's a warning sign that your current work environment is not a good fit for your well-being. But having said that, as an executive, you are always going to have pressure. So how do you know when this pressure is the kind of pressure you should learn how to hold versus toxic and not good? I would definitely go to things such as having a boss that you can't predict. So I've had bosses over the years where you didn't know what version of them you were going to have, walked into the room, uh, have to do 180s. Like one week they'd ask for this, the next week they'd ask for that. They want blue, they want gray. Redo the entire product just because the direction of the wind, whatever it is. Like I think that kind of 180s, very much in flux, is not healthy. And by the way, although it seems to be something we think is acceptable in startups, it's really bad for startups too. Because you should make decisions in startups based on what the client needs. When you're doing 180s, you're not actually listening. You're potentially listening to one client at a time. That is not going to make a long-term viable product. So have a look at, is it the culture of the company? Do you have a bad relationship with your boss? Are you able to be honest with your boss? Is it your team? 
you can have a toxic team. I would say toxicity is enabled by you if it's your team and you're the leader. But every now and then there are toxic things in teams. Now, I do think you should own that. But if you don't have, for whatever reason, the ability to change the culture in your team, even though you manage it, that's something to have a look at. Maybe book a call with me, just a discovery session. We can dig into that a little bit. But have a look as what can you do to identify if this is the culture of the company or if it's you not taking care of yourself or maybe anxiety. I think so many of us have crippling anxiety. I certainly have done. I've had a good workplace, but crippling anxiety. So check in on that. But then have a look at your team as well. So as an executive leader or just the leader, you want your team to overcome Sunday scares. You want them to learn how to take the pressure off themselves. So keep an eye on this. Not everyone will experience it, but have a look what's going on. Does their behavior change as the week goes on? That might be an indicator there's something going on. Are they engaging in Monday meetings? Are they answering emails at weekends, doing Slack at weekends? Are they putting off answering things until quite late on on Monday? Because that's another symptom. You procrastinate when it's stressful. Have a look at whether or not you should cancel Monday morning meetings. Monday meetings are a great way to reconnect with your team. However, it could be a huge source of stress for some of your team who may feel that they need to work over the weekend to prepare. So either cancel that Monday meeting or bump it to the afternoon. I'd also encourage you to not email your team over the weekend. I understand your intention is to leave the email there for Monday morning, but we are so connected to our devices. So if your team hasn't got the culture of no notifications, don't check your devices over the weekend, your team members are going to see that notification. They'll want to take a peek and then they'll be thinking about work. If you must send an email over the weekend, schedule it to be first thing on Monday morning. Now, I do have mixed views on this. I've tried really hard with my company to create a culture where there is zero expectation of being online at any given time. We are a fully asynchronous global company across 12 time zones. And in particular, the global aspect of the company means that we don't have the same working hours or even days of the week. We are a four-day work week company. Mostly we're around Monday to Thursday, but some people work fewer hours, more days. Some people even work weekends in my company. My goal is do the work. I don't mind when you work, but to do that so that they don't feel pressure and don't work crazy hours has taken a lot of culture communication. So I do send emails at weird hours. I do send emails at weekends. I send Slack messages seven days a week, but with the clear expectation that I don't expect anyone to do anything with it until when they are next working. That has taken a long time for us to get there as a business. And I do check in with my team regularly on this one. So if you're going to do that, make sure it, there's real clarity. And if somebody's regularly responding to you at the weekend, say, hey, so... Do you work weekends? If you are, when are you taking downtime? <laughs> and have that conversation with them. And have a conversation about deleting notifications, turning off notifications on their phone. The only thing that can notify my phone is calls, messages, and WhatsApp. And those are all turned off during working hours. So I don't get notifications during working hours. And then my calendar. My calendar notifies me all day long. Ping, 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 ping. But everything else is turned off in terms of notifications. I do have my work email and Slack on my phone. They're hidden away on a remote screen. So I have to go right all the way to the right <laughs> to actually access them. And I will say, like, when my mindset is not in a good place, I have this little itch in me to go and have a look at things. It's like a little itch. Go and have a look, go and have a look, go and have a look. And it's never good for my mental health, ever. 
11 o'clock at night, if I check my email and I see something, I will always think the worst. Always. My mindset is never on point. Same message morning after, completely different interpretation. That's just a case in point of how when my mindset slips, and so I'm tempted to like scratch that itch of go and check Slack or emails after hours, my brain is not fully recovered. And that's one of the reasons I want to go and scratch that itch because my brain isn't in a good space. But then the negativity I get from that is immense. Whereas if I can resist scratching that itch until the following morning, it's a completely different outcome. Completely different. One thing I would say is with the working hours we have, we do have escalation procedures for more urgent items. But it really comes down to communication. We anticipate a lot as a business. Part of our business model is really anticipating more so we have fewer urgent things but my team can escalate we know how to get in touch with somebody if there's an emergency but we use it rarely I think I've had once in six months my team's escalated to me I would actually think I should check in with my team see how often things get escalated to them through our emergency contact system it's really an interesting one when you allow yourself to stop the emails and slack being urgent I will quite often think oh my gosh, website's down. That's terrible. I think to myself, I don't get that much traffic. It really can wait. <laughs> I mean, maybe once we're a bigger company, it can't wait. At which point, I'll be paying a premium for a company that mounts my website 24-7. But I'm not selling products on my website where I'm going to lose hundreds of thousands of dollars if my website's down for the weekend. It's just not going to happen. So it's all about having that relative balance about what's important to your business. So we go back to Sunday Scaries. If you see colleagues struggling, if you identify what's that they are possibly having this experience, have a private conversation. Have a chat with the pressure they're feeling. Have a chat about how they recover and how they recuperate themselves. Are they spending all weekend running around after kids? You can't tell them not to do that. But you can maybe have a chat about what do they need to take care of them? Have a chat about how they can combat their stress and their anxiety and make sure that they're not feeling they have to be online because of you. Let's just wrap this one up with reminding ourselves that Sunday Scaries are really about recognizing that you've got this symptom. Understand that they're harmful to you, realizing your fate is not inevitable, but also realizing you do have control of this situation. For so long, I did not think I could do anything about this. But actually addressing my mindset, addressing the culture of the organization I worked in, addressing how I actually took care of myself at weekends and how I engaged on Monday mornings really made a massive difference. I'll admit that in one situation, I did have to move companies because my boss was toxic. But I think when we can do this, we can get ourselves onto a journey towards greater self-care, greater mental well-being and reclaiming your Sundays or the end of your holidays for rest and rejuvenation and ultimately being better at your job as a result of it. You don't have to do this alone, remember that. Pop in to LinkedIn, have a quick chat with me. If you're already on our Leading Women in Tech Slack community, join in there, have a chat, raise this, have a conversation about how you're feeling, see if we can unblock you a little bit. All right, until next time, Stay on your tech leadership game, follow your dreams, because the world really does need that uniqueness that you bring as a leading woman in tech.